Welcome to Casual Friday, Good News Friday, cutting edge of human optimization, space exploration, high tech, discovering history, and understanding nature, all on today's show, co-hosted by another than G.I. Mary Jane in studio here. Good morning, dear. Howdy. How's it going? Uh, it's going, it's cold. It's cold here. That's, That's why weird. it's extra casual Friday. I didn't put on a white shirt like I promised I would because it's cold out. It's cold in. It's cold in. Uh, the heat is out working and we haven't been playing. It's, it was like freakishly cold last night. And while I wake up early to the cold and pregnant cat meowing and neighbor oh, dog man. barking and I'm like, I can't go back to sleep because it's too cold out. And uh, then I wake up to or get up, look at my phone and it's severe heat warning here. Yeah, it's supposed to be 94 degrees today. But right now it's like 42 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So in the studios, it's not bad, but it's uh it's keep my green jacket on Friday. <laughs> um before we get to producer notes, I, I want to try starting with our top story and the comment contest for good news Friday, because this is just like too too fucking like it's I'm so embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> For Foo Fighters. I'm yeah. Embarrassed for rock and roll in general. Not as if rock. the Foo Fighters ever, you know, symbolified what rock and roll was, but. I, I mean, I politically, never having thought much of Foo Fighters, it's like, okay, Dave Grohl. I mean, Nirvana was at least hardcore grunge punk rock that was kind of. In and of itself, as, as abstract art in the lyrics was was at least somewhat rebellious. It was as art rebellious. You can really argue with that. No. But then Foo Fighters, you know, Foo Fighters comes out and it's like softer version of Nirvana, and without albums that progressed, like not even rebellious as art. Pretty fucking like Foo Fighters became elevator music. Yeah, like the kid you know, sketching on his notebook. Fly. Is, is more rebellious art than yeah like <laughs> yeah i mean so they've like they've been disappointing for a while for me because i was i was a fan of nirvana like i mean i i grew up at least like with cds remember you put them in the microwave and make them look really cool and, and then you make cool them. wall art with them <laughs> yeah, in the early right. millennium and you weren't sure what to do with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had Nirvana CDs. I grew up knowing all the words to Nirvana's music, yeah. at least sing along. I wasn't a Nirvana <laughs> fan. I was I was that 80s glam band, heavy metal, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then Nirvana came out and was all like, oh, life sucks. And <laughs> <laughs> you guys come on and but as i grew up i i grew to appreciate the lyrics they're very artistic okay very so real. you were you were ahead of nirvana in the artistically times, i was like come on like okay uh but yeah back to food they've they've always been a disappointment to me just from the beginning i was like uh eh, i might rock out if one of their songs comes on like uh, but even that it was like uh like half of Pearl Jam's music, I really like. The other half, I don't like. That was what Foo Fighters was. <laughs> the like the lame, the lame, whiny half of Pearl Jam's catalog, <laughs> Foo Fighters. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <I did. laughs> so, 
Uh, that's probably not music m- musicians among us will take issue with my broad strokes and gross mischaracterizations here, but that's what it was to me. All right. It's my show. It's my art. Uh, no, but Foo Fighters definitely always disappointing. And then this headline from the independent today, Foo Fighters, former fans throw albums in bin after band announced no vaccine, no gig policy. Why is this good news? Foo Fighters finally getting called out for the sellouts. They are. Concert policy is designed to comply with current rules on mass gatherings in New York. So this gives us our first version of a comment contest for today. We have we have a few, we have a genre, we have a genre of comment contest for today of comments related to this story. Uh, what's the first one you want to see, Joey? Okay, so <clears throat> it's the COVID nineteen benefit concert. Where is it? It can be at RFK Stadium, right? Middle. Uh, should, I read the, should I read the story? Well, yeah, you should read okay. the story first. A small group of Foo Fighters fans are throwing a tantrum after the band announced a gig exclusively for those who are fully vaccinated. Like, um, if someone is raping you, you should throw a tantrum. Probably. Like, throwing a tantrum. And if I called it throwing a tantrum, your response... Because this is this is my musical childhood being raped here, okay, people. Uh, yeah, if if but you're the, the the linguistic reframing from the independence authors taking the side of the authorities here is unsurprising. But a group of like they're you're throwing a tantrum. It, it's a protest. Like like pro-war people call anti-war protests tantrums. I know from experience here, okay? <laughs> um, yeah. On Tuesday, 8 June, the Rock Group announced they will play New York's Madison Square Garden on 20 June for fans who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Fans must have received their second dose at least 14 days before the concert takes place as the event will be mask-free. You know, there's another headline I'm saving for... Fuck, I promised people I'm going to talk about COVID today. Here we are. <laughs> uh, but no, there's another story I saved for our COVID block for Monday so that COVID be, can be contained. Um, first cruise ship for all unvaccinated only. Oh, that's a thing. Two positive COVID cases already. <laughs> just like... All vaccinated what about or all unvaccinated? All vaccinated. All vaccinated, all vaccinated okay. no mask crews. Yeah, we'll come, wow. we'll come back to that on Monday. Mm. But they got COVID. Yeah. So the vaccine works. That's great. That's... Yeah. Mm. The oh. band confirmed that children under the age of 16 will be allowed to present a negative COVID test in lieu of receiving their vaccination. It's like, are the Foo Fighters attracting young people? It's like, is, the rebe- is there still a rebellious youth element in music at all? Or are all the youth going, oh, yeah, we want to hang out with the guys who make the elevator music? Really? Okay. Is this Jerry Nader 101? <laughs> well, I knew the Foo Fighters were a whack band. Um, no, well, they're not just whack. They're, they, they, I mean, they're on the side of the people behind the Tuskegee experiments. They're, they're willing to compromise your health for the benefit of the authorities. And this is by choice. Like, it's the record company. You no, have to it's do David drugs Roll. to come to our show. Yeah, Before you, have you to come to drugs. our show, you can't do them at the show anymore. <laughs> you have to do them. Well, it's New York, you can't even smoke weed in an event like this, can you? Well, it's inside. No, New York legalized. Yeah, but inside. inside. And New York's one of the few places that don't have a public consumption drug test. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Well, it kind of always has been in New York. You're on the street, alley, in a crowd, Central Park. Like oh, I've walked around New York on mushrooms. There's you know smoke weed around New York City. I got I kind of miss it. I wonder what like I, I haven't. I mean, I miss it and I don't. It's so Joey has gotten me thinking like using the term Babylon. She'll she'll say the girls of Babylon, the boys of the the this of they're going back to Babylon. They're acting in the Babylon system or acting about and it's it's a so we're, we're describe sidebar explain this word Joey. I, well, this word's huge in the nomad uh, culture. So you know back van, to Babylon, but they were referring to a civilization, lifers, right? Uh, no, the van lifers that don't want to be in civilization, but of course aren't really off grid. And it's funny because. I'm not knocking you guys, but you still use the system. Yeah, right. right. Don't pretend that you're an ascetic monk in a cave on a mountaintop if you're driving a gas engine. I'll stop there. Um, But but they they feel like they're different from from those people. And and, and props to those who cut down to that. You know, conscious because like I like coming out here as a conscientious homesteader being a conscious consumer, so I don't pretend to be an idealist. Like I can say when it comes to, to meat. I'm pretty close, like to, to ideals. So, like, I don't buy meat. That one line, easy for me to not have to cross. Um, at least for myself. So, if I have to buy dinner for someone else, and there you go, I'm not going to be a dick about it. But for my own consumption, like, but um, to say that, like, yeah, we're, we don't contribute, we're not Babylonian at all, like, is kind of silly. It's a little, yeah. little arrogant. Um, but um, that's we, you and I use a term more like it's they're programmed the status city mainstream. Like another story we got today is going to be about cities, and I think that's technology, right? I don't even think the status. <laughs> well, there, there was that. I guess Babylonians would there would be some status, but I don't think they're all status. A lot of them, I, I have empathy for. I'm like you're raised in them. You know? Yeah, a lot of them are. Well, they're, they're at least passive statists. Yeah, yeah. Like they might even think, oh, well, I'm sort of libertarian, or I'm sort of liberal or conservative you know whatever but like they don't care and that's part of what babylonian babylon lulls you into right um but back to the story what's what is it was we we want to see like one one of our comment contests today just like best best joke about just make fun of the food fighters on this one just call them out like we are here best comment about that but joe you had another specific idea i was thinking covid benefit concert who headlines <laughs> and what's the headlining song like what's what's the feature song that one they they close out the show with but but i kind of like even better um you know why i know the foo fighters suck dot 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 <laughs> fill in the blanks <sighs> i feel like we should dr on gates bands, dr gates and the nurses is that, is that like what you're getting at there? Well, like... that it could be a fictitious band. It could be an actual band, and their 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 band name and their songs is, just kind of go with. Who else do we want to call? Like, uh, would you want to call out for? Be- I mean, there's so many sellouts and musicians yes, that- for those about to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in case in case any young folk here didn't get the reverence for those about to rock. We salute you, ACDC, bad impersonation. Yes. Um, uh, this well, should at least trigger some people. Crew, Doctor Feelgood. Yeah, but I'm that's like. There, but see, I, see I respect Mo- Motley Crue. I don't. Why not? Really? Do, do I not know Motley Crue? Yeah. 
years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not because they were conformists or sellouts. It's because they were arrogant. Yeah, that's different. But, but um, that's not as bad as I pour compromising the beer on a little out. girl's foot just for saying excuse me because she's trying to push your gear that you're standing in front okay, of. Okay, so they're assholes. They're, they're, assholes. Like actual assholes. they're actual assholes. Mm -hmm. okay. At least that was um, I'd still rather live in a world full of assholes that are rebellious than sellouts like Foo Fighters. Um, totally. But who, who do you want to call out for being like super pro-establishment bands? I mean, is it, who are the Miley Cyrus types? Not like, even. Ma like, I mean, is, she like swings naked from a wrecking ball, right? She tries to push the system a little bit, although it's, that's, it's, it's That's there. super controlled opposition if oh. you want to put it in those terms. Is she, oh. is she challenging the paradigm at all with that? Is she changing? Is she challenging how people think or inspiring them to be anything more than slightly more sexually expressive, which is not a bad thing? But like Katy Perry, I mean, are we talking like mainstream? Is Katy that Katy Perry? I would say the, probably. These are the the the, the establishment I've heard, yeah, sellouts. I've heard some stories of, of her selling out and doing like uh, you know concerts. Oh, con the concerts for di rich dictators. Yeah, right. Yeah. The, the, that whole if you're in that category. Um, but like all, you know, all those single big name musicians, it's like if, if I don't know that you've done something like uh, innovative or rebellious. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Daft Punk, for example, um, released an album like digital donation only. I think a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, yeah. Buck the system. That's that's meaningful. I like that. Well, music's but, always been about bucking the system. I mean, activism started in the jazz club like that is absolutely where it came from well i wouldn't say activism I, I would, activism activism is older than jazz a lot older than jazz but no, i know what you mean the certain, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, certain forms of modern activism are directly related to music certainly here we go. Hair of the dog says disturbed down with the sickness. <laughs> See, that, that's okay, so that's, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, all right. Um but I, I want, I have another specific comment contest I want to see today, which is uh, name this genre of music. So like in the title, you'll notice the title of today's show is Submissive Rock. We had to think about and, and Joey and I were like back and forth on this for a few minutes. Just wanted to go, all right, we'll, we'll turn it over to the audience. We'll go with Submissive Rock for now. But I was thinking like the Thompson Gorder bit about like, you can have your pussy drink now. I hope you enjoy enjoy your pussy your drink. Pussy. It makes you say, "Oh, your pussy rock." <laughs> oh, American rock. Used, I'm thinking of like you know the Arab elitist, snarky, whatever the fuck, dude, looking at American music today, going like, "Oh yes, I like the oldies. They had so much spirit." But now, American music. Well, I hope you enjoy your pussy rock and your Foo Fighters. Yes, and your COVID-19 concerts for the fully vaccinated at Madison Square Garden. Yes. Enjoy your pussy rock and the decay of America. The decadence of the American spirit has taken over, and now your music has no spirit left. Enjoy your pussy rock. <laughs> <Is that? laughs> okay, so submissive rock, pussy rock, Bill Gates and the globalists playing at the UN building picket, jamming with the jazz. And See, I can't win the comment. This, this is why Ed is, is like, uh, you know, 
probably one of Frank Zappa's illegitimate love children. Um, Anthony yeah. Ralston, dope, die motherfucker should be the theme song it's for funny, COVID they benefit. They play with these guys a lot. Talking about anarchy rock. <laughs> I'm done with that. I go to that pit. <laughs> See now, now someone's got to like put a put a mashup of all these songs together for us to play by the end of the oh. show. Other than oh, some, F- it's... <laughs> <laughs> the food Pfizer's. Someone needs to create like a parody tribute band for the sole purpose of making fun of the Foo Fighters. What's up, y'all? We are the Foo Pfizer's. <laughs> we are here to distribute vaccines and rock out. Yeah. Woo. And now a word from Dr. Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci. Yes. Uh, um, they, they can be the warm-up back. Who is this? Oak sandwich? The Pesh Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right uh what, what comment contests yeah what parodies of the foo fighters uh bands that would play at a covid benefit concert or what you would call this this new genre that has emerged in the last several decades of american pussy rock what would you what would you <laughs> okay, like I'm, this is the one voice I do well. What the fuck? Like, I, can, I can do like snobby, arrogant uh, Arab dude. That's that is the one accent I can do correctly. Yes. It's a fun accent. <laughs> Enjoy your pussy rock America and your descent into third world status. The decay of America. This is how we, the Arab terrorists, have actually taken over America is that we have infiltrated your music industry and you didn't even notice. And now by by distributing pussy rock, we have killed the American spirit. That's, uh, <laughs> you make a joke out of it, but that's real stuff. People are so inspired by music. What better way to infiltrate yeah. society than to completely <laughs> get into the lyrics and the music and, and create music? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's like a better voice I could do that would be the like, Make them remember why they need us. You know, be for It's like we're going to kill the spirit of the music industry. I, I guess you guys got to do like the evil British accent. Now. <laughs> All right, we uh, up with your gardenia accent. <laughs> keep the comments. Yeah, I, I get to invent a new accent. We get to have an accent. Great. It's 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 English, but with a funky Arab version uh, to sound romantic. Uh, hair of the dog mixed between Arabic and Ukrainian. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, Jim. While they keep the comments coming, give us the producer notes, sir. What's Thank going on? Good morning to you. Good Friday. J- just for the record, I don't know how everybody else feels about this, but that whole time you were doing the, the voice impersonations, I thought you sounded like a Russian. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Russian accent is distinctly different. It's not much better, but it's it's definitely distinct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not very good at pointing out the distinctions. You sound like the Russian hacker, the guy on uh, on Facebook that does silly videos, but he's hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> Anyhow, join us. <laughs> the pu- uh, public telegram channel we got t.me forward slash adam versus the man that's where you can join this sh- join the show and check out all the show notes that we have for the day uh we got an excellent comment contest going today a bunch of great answers already so i can't wait to see what that produces for us for the rest of the show 
but if you want to just buy your way into access and don't want to worry about winning a contest, you can just go to patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. They got different levels to support the show. And I was putting the other websites up. So now that one's not up. There it is. <laughs> One, five, ten, and fifty dollars a month are our Patreon support levels. Ten dollars a month will get you access to the private producers club, which, uh, unlike the t.me forward slash Adam versus the man public telegram, the private one comes with a link to the backstage of the show, so you can hang out with us every time if you want to. You'll also get fifteen percent off free shipping on the merchandise at the website uh, once it's up and ready to go. CigarFederation.com is an affiliate website that we send people to because they allow people to use promo code ADAM10 to get 10% off of their entire order there. So definitely check out CigarFederation.com and take advantage of that discount. Instagram is at the Garden of Freedom. Uh, all kinds of pictures. I don't know why I'm not showing it to you. I'm doing my end of day promos instead of showing you stuff. It's Friday, not Monday. Uh, Instagram at the Garden of Freedom. That's where you can see all the pictures and videos of all the beautiful animals and life up there in Gardenia on a daily basis. So definitely check that out. The Crypto6.com, the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. This is the website where you can uh, learn all about them and help them out through cryptocurrencies or just even uh, writing the guys that are still locked up in the government cages. So definitely check out the Crypto6.com. And lastly, GoGreenEnergyOnline.com is the website for do-it-yourselfers that want to get a uh, that want to educate themselves on everything from solar wind, solar power micro wind power and information on zero energy homes so if you're looking to get uh off grid and self-sustained on your home go to gogreenenergyonline.com all right hey before we move on from this music discussion i feel like i have more i have to say because i i the, the 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 concept of like condemning fake rebellious music is really important and i i grew up on classic rock and then punk rock and you know metal and grunge and and everything in that general genre cluster uh but i have a new taste that i've acquired for music as of like three years ago i started listening to country and because i i don't i you know the song pandering by bo burnham pandering it's like making fun of yeah I've, I've, music. I do remember this song because I'm a total uh, I'm a total country boy <laughs> um yeah uh I wish I could remember some of the lyrics off the top of my head of that one because they're all like coming in fragments but I, I I there's a lot of bullshit country too that has been presented more prominently and maybe country sold i'm not familiar enough with the genre yet to comment like on the history of country but just from what i'm getting on pandora pulling up songs like amos moses you know about the guy who has one arm and kills alligators with a stump in the louisiana bayou and when the sheriff comes to get him he doesn't come out of the bayou again you know like oops yeah um and then you know copperhead road Right. Yeah, like right. oh, I like '90s country. I was always a big fan of '90s country, but it was closet because I was a metalhead, and I had to, <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, I was, had to be a metalhead. People, because metalheads thought country was like the bullshit, not the you know Jerry Reed and the Willie Nelson. Like even then, like Willie Nelson, the only song I ever heard of Willie Nelson's before before this was um, uh, before before three years ago was on the road again. 
on the road again. Yeah, today you get to hear Adam sing a lot. <laughs> Pretend to sing a lot of song fragments. Um, and then Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die. Like, what? How is that not like, yes, that's country. You know, that's who, who's in that? There's Snoop Dogg and is it uh, Roll Me? Hold on. I got to look this look up. It up. Uh, <laughs> roll me up. And, I wish we could play all this, but you know we're on YouTube. Um, so like we can't we uh we can't do musical selections without getting pinged for IP bullshit. Uh, maybe we can do a little bit uh, on this. We're gonna um, get in trouble. Well, well so there's an original Willie Nelson. Oh, it's Chris Christopherson. I should remember that name because Chris Christopherson went to Pomona, which was part of the, the college consortium I went to. And it was, always, it was always kind of a big deal. And I played some of his uh, music on uh, on the radio station when I did it at a brief gig there. Um, but yeah, Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die. And and I mean, there's I think of uh, even you know, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr. There's a whole genre of rebellious country that seems to have been suppressed too in a large way in, in recent years. I mean, it shouldn't be surprising that the, the, the country industry has been sort of sold out the same way that the rock genre has. Is that fair? We see that. Although hip hop kind of bring it back. We'll see. All right. So keep the comments coming. What would you call it? What would you call these, these pussy rock, these, these new pussy rock that I, I keep hearing so much about? All right. To human optimization, Fox 5, NY.com. Man who slapped French President Macron gets four, <clears throat> four months in prison. Oh, I forgot there was one other song I had to mention because I've tried to sing this on the show. Charlie Daniels, long-haired country boy. No, they want you to know Devil Went Down to Georgia. Not, I'm a long-haired country boy who gets stoned in the morning and drunk in the afternoon. They don't you know about that. That's not country. No, that's anything of country. Like, too, it's there is there is a lifestyle with it that isn't that, that has been perverted mainstream. Anyway, back to President back to France. Uh, why is this in the good news pile that this guy got four months in jail, prison, technically, whatever they call it in France, right? A 28-year-old Frenchman who described himself as a right-wing or extreme-right patriot was sentenced to four months in prison Thursday for slapping President Emmanuel Macron in the face. <laughs> Damien Terra was also banned from ever holding public office in France and from owning weapons for five years over the swipe Tuesday, which caught, caught Macron's left cheek with an audible thwack as the French leader was greeting a crowd. During Thursday's trial, Terrell testified that the attack was impulsive and unplanned and prompted by anger at France's decline. <laughs> so not... Why is this good news? We now know the cost of slapping a national leader in the face, and it's not that high. It's not a big deal. I mean, if I could slap Biden, <laughs> I mean, I've already given up my gun rights for life. Never hold public office. I don't think they could take that away from you in the American legal system. There'd be some, like, right to hold office, freedom of speech, essentially, and they can ban you from holding public. Although they can't, so it, at the, in the Constitution, being a felon doesn't qualify for you from being a president, vice president, senator, or member of Congress. 
So that's sort of not subject to the definition of a felony or a state government that could impose a felony charge on someone. But a lot of states have have restrictions at, at, for other offices. Um, so yeah, uh, next time, so I, I, I'm like, hey, next time Macron is in a crowd, slap, 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 till the jails are filled up, you know, so they can't get any more work done, you know? <laughs> Here's that video again. Yeah. Uh, I would slap Biden. I would. I mean, I. I mean, it's a symbolic gesture. It's an assault that makes him uncomfortable Comp compared to the criminality that he's responsible for. I think I could justify in a symbolic for entertainment value to be the guy who slapped Biden. I don't know if I would actually do it. But I think there are a lot of people who would. How many people would slap Biden if the only? I, I don't know what the punishment in the United States is. That States like is that like punching a Nazi? But, are you are you actually defending yourself because? Biden, like, I mean, what kind of, can we what just kind make of crimes it, against humanity can we really list out that him and every other politician committed? Can we just make it punch a Republican, punch a Democrat until they're all punching each other and the libertarians are the only ones I left? I love that. I it's love that. It's, it's, it was punch a Nazi. Hashtag punch a, punch a Nazi. So you'd be like, hashtag punch a Dem, hashtag punch a rep. Just keep but it going. Yeah. yeah. Well, Get on that, Trolls. Like, Get on that. But, all right, in human optimization, a slightly more benign story. Eight in ten youth think gardening is cool. And if they think it's cool, I think it's cool. And half would rather visit a garden center than a nightclub. Eight in ten young people think gardening is cool, and it turns out that more than half would rather go to a garden center than a nightclub. A poll of 2,000 people found horticulture has enjoyed a renaissance among 18 to 34-year-olds during lockdown. The appeal appears to be rooting young people having a desire to make their homes and gardens a nicer place to be to improve mental health and create a space they can escape to. It also emerged gardening is so popular that young adults spend close to two hours during a typical week taking care of their beloved plants. I mean, it's pretty minimal. That's like you have plants, you pour water on them a couple times a week, you know, like nine, two hours. Uh, but that the trend is really cool. Big silver lining for the whole COVID dark cloud still hanging over everything is that it, the the homebody effect has had this push to self-improvement or not well self-improvement is one part uh environmental improvement for is like building up your your living environment and self-sufficiency in terms of growing food so i think this is beautiful um as uh some of the people behind the survey said they knew that it was going to be high but this is uh higher than they expected uh two-thirds said they love shopping for gardening items well who, who doesn't like shopping uh 56 said gardening is one of the things which has kept them going in the wake of the pandemic i thought we were in the middle of the pandemic are we in the wake of it well, another one of the headlines we're saving for monday is that uh deaths in 2021 outpaced deaths in 2020 interesting statistical analysis there but more good news Prison break from the Associated Press. Whoa. 29 inmates escaped federal lockups in 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. So. And it, it, this is justice. This is a, people escaping victimization because a lot of these, as the story admits here, or as the government admits, for victimless crimes. Over the past 18 months, 29 prisoners have escaped from federal lockups across the U.S. And nearly nearly half still have not been caught. At some of the institutions, doors are left unlocked, security cameras are broken, 
and officials sometimes don't notice an inmate is missing for hours at one Texas lockup. Security is so lax that local law enforcement officials privately joke about its seemingly open door policy. Now, I'm not saying that this is, I'm not saying this in and of itself is a, is a bad thing or a good thing. Cause like in, in a, in, in a free society or, you know, if you subjected these security services to market forces, you would have <clears throat> real lockups, right? Where like, yeah, you're, you're there because you're a danger to society and that has to be a secure facility, right? And then you go, well, that's not what this is. They don't even pretend it is. They don't put dangerous people. They, they put people who didn't buy off government enough, right? And so it's kind of like a debtor's prison situation. So I imagine in, in, a, in a free society, you might have some facilities where it's like, you are doing time at this facility to make good with the market, your insurance company to rehabilitate yourself. And we're not forcing you to stay here, but if you leave, we're going to, and, and there should, the, what is fucked up about this? One thing undeniably fucked up, there's no place for this at all is people going missing and not knowing about it. Right. Like, cause at a facility, like I'm describing, that would be, you know, voluntary, essentially, you know, you can leave, but we're going to know that you left. And now, you're an economic pariah outcast. You can't get insurance. You can't do business. You can't get a job. If you want that back, you got to come back and pay your debts. Your your actual debt to society would be a debt, you know, to to someone you actually owe money to as a way of making justice, making a victim whole, or or whatever the situation is for getting you there. Um, so prisoners have broken out at lockups in nearly every region of the country. 12 of the inmates who escaped in 2020 from prisons in Florida, California, Louisiana, Texas, and Colorado remain at large. Two others who escaped since January this year have also not yet been. Their crimes include racketeering, wire fraud, bank robbery, possession of meth. Okay, so racketeering could be a crime or not, depending on how government defines it and applies it. But it's like, is there a victim or not, right? Uh, wire fraud. Now, wire fraud could be a crime or not again using government's words there right if like this is where the three felonies a day comes from like if i send joey ten thousand dollars as opposed to nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine and i don't report to the irs within a week is that wire fraud i, I don't know that i'm obviously using that as an example but um this is why the average american commits three felonies a day and most of them are like simple because americans have money or anything um but they're moving it around uh mike freeman uber picks them up at the gate Oh, <laughs> at the gate of the prison. Yeah. Um, so yes, thank you, Ed, for picking up comments. I'm having a <laughs> connectivity issue. All right. So bank robbery. Um, yeah, that's a that's a crime. Um, Mike Epps, Mike Freeman. Why didn't Epstein think of this? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't Epstein think of this? On, why, why, didn't he, why didn't he just walk out with? with if it's an open door policy, right? No, he was at an actual secure lockup, you know, semi secure, whatever. Um, bank robbery that's a crime with a victim in the sense that you're even if the institution is criminal and it could be justified, you're robbing. Um, well, if if I guess if it's insured, is it really? I'm trying to find a way to make bank robbery not a crime so I can do it. No, no, because no, no, but to morally justify it, if. If the depositors, the individuals who have money with that bank, for whatever reason, are not victimized because the bank is insured by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, and that money came from printing money through the Fed, 
and then you take that so it's, it's it's money that has, has been stolen from everyone holding dollars it has been stolen from everybody who was a victim of the inflation tax right that's really what it is that's what you're seeing when you rob a bank in today's world and it's very rare isn't it like I don't, banks are pretty secure these days it's like it's kind of a, you got to put a lot of effort yeah, into it yeah it's yeah. not worth it I mean, yeah but um if you so if you took that money then and and didn't use it for personal enrichment, I might say that that's a victimless crime. If you took that money and robbed it, back right, out to the right, right, it's a legitimate like, forced redistribution, and then it's in the name of justice, absolutely. Um, but who knows? Is bank robbery so rare that no one's in jail for it? No, there are people in jail for bank robbery. Uh, possession of methamphetamine and possession of intent to distribute methamphetamine and other drugs, victimless crimes. Right, percent. Run, crimes. run. Yeah, fucking. So <laughs> anybody who was locked up in a facility with an open door policy and was facing decades. I mean, if you're, you're in jail, you're facing decades for, for victimless crimes. You know, you know, you should have no guilt about that whatsoever. No obligation to stay there. And then it's COVID and it's a little harder to track down people. It's a little easier to hide. Maybe. Masks are fun in this case, huh? Masks mean you can't be easily identified. They can't look for you in a crowd in public. You can, yeah. I, it is now normal. You, whereas before, you're the one person in a crowd wearing a mask. Oh, we're looking for a white male, you know, 5'10". Oh, oh, that might be him. Oh, that's probably him, yeah. Um, crowd full of masks? Nope. Nope. Just not a thing anymore. Um, so... To those who uh, who achieved uh, a measure of justice by escaping through Club Fed, good for you. What are we doing with these? All right, tell the disrespect. Many years ago, Edwin Edwards, governor of Louisiana, was convicted of racketeering and promptly pardoned himself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that gets us to uh, America pardoning itself with this next story, goodnewsnetwork.org. As incarceration rate falls, U.S. prisons are being repurposed into homeless shelters, farms, even movie studios. And I think that's awesome. That's it's about fucking time. And I, I, I don't think it's I, I mean, I look at the inefficiency of the prison system in general. I mean, I, when I was in jail and I'm like, when we're not using this anymore, what are we going to do with this building? And honestly, it's going to be recycled. Most of it, most buildings like this are not really repurposable. Um, I don't want to say most because I don't know. I, I think maybe most of the national population is in sort of low or medium security federal facilities like the ones we were just talking about. Right. Or county jails. And that's that's a big part. But like county jails. Remember, for those of you who don't know, are where you go when you get arrested. They're where you stay until you get sentenced or if you have a short sentence if you have a long sentence you get transferred to a prison and term both terms can be used inclusively of the other like you're jailed you're in jail you're in prison like they, they both apply to both linguistically but legally there is this distinction between like a county jail or a, or a prison state or federal prison which is for inmates who have been sentenced so there's not a lot of you know back and forth to courts out of prison that's the idea and so i've i've never been to prison the longest i did in jail was four months and i was released upon a plea deal there so a uh, healthy disrespect for shelters if they don't take down the razor wire it's still a prison um no but see see uh if, if you if you look at homeless shelters they're also uh 
mental health facilities for people who aren't ready to get mental health services. And the worst if, place to put those people, but if but if they were run properly and everybody had their own we room could. and plenty of space and, a, and, and maybe and yes <laughs> and, and maybe even semi-lock-ins be like and, and this is a bad thing to think is necessary today but it might be but well the facilities that i were in were like designed to be kind of inhumane small cells you know like joey when you were locked up what's what was the longest you did uh less than three months so and, and it was all in a County, not County. In, not in, in, a, in a prison, right? So, uh, Mike, Norma, exactly. I don't think if I was homeless, I would want to stay in a prison if it still felt like a prison. Well, if you never I, been, you're really good. no, no. But there they are can... people that get locked up in the winter because they want somewhere to sleep. And yes, they know it's not the, that especially bad in DC. There. Yeah, but in Baltimore too, same same neighborhood, right of the country. And you start um, letting the nonviolent offenders out early in the winter because they have this influx of people who go out and like punch somebody in the face because they just want the ninety days. To or go piss more. on a cop car. Or, yeah, you want else. you want an easy way to do it? Like act crazy, pee on a cop car. You will get relatively gently arrested, booked, and given three hots and a cot. And if that's relief for you, I mean, yeah. There's no homeless um, shelters. So let's make it not a prison and let people have access to the same shit. <laughs> How about that? You know, and without the punitive and restrictive and and brutal, brutal element of it. Um, but prisons, I assume, all prisons are are sort of more luxurious, comfortable. Than, than any of the jails that I've been like, in. TV, and internet and, access, the gym. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like, it's nice. Yeah. Me. So I, repurposing I those into, I, I think, um, to what, it's exciting to see that they don't all, I mean, I, I look at the numbers of there are more empty homes than homeless people in the United States. And I'm not like, yeah. oh my God, because like there's, there will be empty homes and turnover in a market and, you know, new homes are empty and sitting there. Like, I get it. It's not like, Oh my God. Um, but there shouldn't be a need for this. Like we're capable of so much more, but it is cool to see them repurpose. It is. it is cool to see that some of these buildings at least don't have to be raised to the ground. I mean, I imagine I might want to take over, like be a cool, like I would buy one to homestead. How cool would it be to buy great. Like, like, like right here, right? We're on 10 acres. A lot of county jail facilities are on like 10 to 40 acre plots yeah. walled in. Comes, comes with a perimeter wall and secure entrances. And maybe you, I would like, I would imagine that if, if I had that, like I would keep the tower and some of the big, like I would, I would bust out a lot of the walls and make big fun open indoor spaces and a lot of it would be unused and like we fill it all in with stuff we fit. but then you could be grow we could be we hydroponic could have, facilities we could have could be gardens there. gardens could be yeah concert facilities like COVID so concert um with, uh... death jab for cutie thank you 1054 <laughs> that's what you did there uh death jab for cutie uh-huh so this is exciting um uh, this is in, in, so in 2020, GNN reported on the flipping of North Carolina correctional facilities in an area where at-risk youth and veterans were driving up crime rates to worrying levels. In converting old prisons to year-round farming and education centers, growing change solves several problems at once. The program synergistically brings together young men on the edge of the criminal justice system and jobless wounded veterans returning from deployment. In military 
uh, facilities being like this is a great sign of the times of the demilitarization of societies that we have. Like, and there's a lot more. Like, there's a oh, the the billions and the trillions, the trillions now. It's in the trillions spent on arms and armament and military facilities and prisons and prison facilities and police gear. At least a lot of that value can be reclaimed, and that's pretty exciting, right? Um, I think military, I was military facilities turned into Boy Scouts centers, you know, and things like that. Yeah, why not? The facilities are there. There's going to be a lot of repurposing of stuff like that, I think, in the next decade. And I, I want to see it accelerated. Absolutely. Excuse me. Now in the human optimization block, woman. This is from uh, mirror.co.uk, the mirror tabloid. Woman 37 claims she's had 10 babies at once after doctors missed four on scan. Yeah. Uh, mother in South Africa claims she has given birth to 10 babies. Seven boys, three girls from a single pregnancy, and they were all conceived naturally. Yeah. Um, wow. This is adult. I wonder why there's the like claims and like alleged in here when they, because I'm like, wait a second, how are they backing this up? Oh, no. There's some babies. It has in been there. reported. No, no, but but I know I understand that the, the, this is this weird, cautious journalism thing. But it was at a hospital in the city of Pretoria, South Africa, like hospital, major hospital, major major worlds. Like Pretoria is was it the capital of South Africa? It's not like a podunk backwater of South Africa. It's Pretoria. It's a hospital, um, but it's is believed to have given birth to seven boys and three girls through C-section. And at 29 weeks. Uh, interesting story, but if true, she has now broken the record set by Helena Sisi of Mali, who gave birth to nine babies at a hospital in Morocco in May. Is there a baby race on? I mean, I think if, if the record was nine, that would have been like a long standing record. But no, May, nine, June, 10. What? Uh, Hmm. That's weird. Are are, some, are we are we going to be like popping them out like kittens, like six to ten at a time from now on? Mike Freeman. Now that's an overachiever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So she already has two twins. It was natural, apparently. Um. They were all born alive, spend the next few months in incubators. Wait a second. In May, this is June. Okay, so these records are, like, being set at the same time and being confirmed as, like, I don't know, they have to be born healthy. I mean, I guess if you had, like, a freakish thing where, like, you birth, I don't know, like, a 100 fertilized eggs, they wouldn't say you had 100 babies. There's some criteria of healthy development for the record books. We'll let Guinness define this one. Mike Freeman, oh, yeah. okay, same comment. All right. Technical difficulties. Mm. Come on, Fun with the comments. Yeah. All right, Good News Network, practical story here. Moving your sleep time an hour earlier could cut depression risk by 23%. And it's kind of like, try this one knee trick to cut fatty, but it's a burden body fat. For, uh, what about like but, sleeping an hour late? They didn't, they didn't say that, isn't that the same? I think it's total sleep... Yeah, there, there are other factors in this. It's not just like, but um, moving your, this is just moving your sleep time. And uh, this is, this is uh, I think modern society 
pushes us a lot into staying up later compared to the natural world. I mean, I think that's kind of a pretty obvious observation, right? Yeah, no shit. And it's like, hey, yeah, you want to be healthy? And and if you if you fuck like this is the time of day that you sleep. Yeah, it's going to vary a lot, but in nature, it's pretty jet. Like there's a consistent, healthy amount of sleep that coincides with the pattern of the sun, right? And it turns out that the way our brains work and have developed over two hundred thousand plus years of human dial being humans dialing in that brain uh if you fuck with that balance you get depressed does that mean add an hour or just get up an hour earlier too no this is adjusting the time so it's um moving your sleep time an hour earlier i i think that's the same amount of sleep time let's see if they if i'm, I'm pretty sure that's how i read this before um well here in 2018 so this is early risers in 2018, Better published a large long-term study of 32,000 nurses showing that early risers were up to 27% less likely to develop depression over the course of four years with that begging the question, what does it mean to be an early riser? <clears throat> so it's just shifting sleep time earlier. Um, so uh, the lead author of the study, E.S. Douglas, MD, turned to data, 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 get the data. The files are in the computer, the data, the data. <laughs> you got to get the data from the DNA. I could do a cell. All that country music, even that's uh, the data from the DNA testing company, 23andMe, and the biomedical database, UK Biobank. Douglas then used a method called Mendelian randomization that leverages genetic associations to help, help decipher cause and effect. Quote Our genetics are set at birth, so some of the biases that affect other kinds of etymological research. Epidemiological research tend to tend not to affect genetic studies, and this he's, he graduated in May from Harvard Medical School, so new doctor. Um, this is this is how he's pushing the the bounds of our understanding of our biology with another uh, just. And I I wonder about this because like when when before you got here, um, you know, because in this. It varies with the seasons too here. You know, you, you do have to adjust as the days get longer. You don't just sleep more, although we are kind of designed to do that as well. But as it got to springtime this year, I, I really let myself naturally fall into waking up with the sun, trying to go to bed when I'm tired and napping today on days like today when, uh, you know, I miss a chunk of sleep for whatever reason. And I found that when I fell into that, there was this weird like baseline of being happier. And I suppose if you deprive, if, if for, for whatever reason, your conscious brain, here's a, here's a really interesting way of thinking about it. Your conscious brain deprives your body of sleep, deprives your whole system of sleep, right? Like you have decided, hey, I'm going to stay up and watch TV instead of sleep. Right. What that actually does to your animal brain and what it does with that 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 response is anxiety it's in it's the, the part of your system is has, has to go oh something is fucking with my sleep what do i do now oh, i'm on guard right and there's there's part of the animal brain the subconscious brain it's not just oh i'm tired and it's uh, like because you can be tired and chill i mean i've seen that 
you know, the the the, the teenager like, are you in the back inside? of the classroom who's like, uh, yeah, whatever. Or like, well, if you're if you're able to now relax and and sort of nod off in the back of the classroom and go half asleep, because there is no your your body can then recognize your brain can later recognize no, there's really no need for anxiety. But exactly, Joey, part of your brain is still going. Something fucked with my sleep last night. I need to address that. And in the state of nature, that's of paramount importance. Like it's food, water, shelter, clothing, sleep. I, I can't you know? co-sign on that hundred percent. And I'll tell you why, because <clears throat> everything animal, else I've said you us, No, and then well, not everything, but animals, humans, pre-civilization, pre what we know now, right? The Neanderthals, if you will. Uh you had to they had to sleep in shifts. You had certain people that that took the night shift and that DNA extended. So I've got to imagine that some people's DNA dictates that they they're up at night and maybe they sleep more during the day. It's a, it's a different monkeys don't do that. The, the staying up to sleep shift through the night probably didn't come about until like there were, or was only in use when there were specific threats. I think living in caves as, as Neanderthals and I can't assume that everybody humans, working night shift is um, depressed and has chronic anxiety. No, but you're more likely to have it. No, and, and this is the thing. Genetics plays a whole huge role here. And I always say, don't do anything based on the study said do it other than experiment and then decide for yourself. Don't commit to anything as a, as a matter of habit. I'll tell you from my experience, I've done this and there's there's a lot there's a lot of science backing backing me up and kind of explaining why it feels better for me. Healthy disrespect on YouTube. If I sleep more than seven hours, I'm exhausted all day. And yeah, some people are like that. Like, and and, and I found actually, <clears throat> if I sleep more consistently and earlier, I need less sleep. I wake up naturally with the sun; it feels good, you know. Like, and and right now in the summer here, what time is sunrise? Like five thirty-ish. I mean, it starts getting light five, and so if if my body feels rested, and I go, oh, it's light out. Time to get up, and it, I normally feel great with that. I'm Mike Freeman. If something fucked. With my sleep, it's usually my German Shepherd puppy. Yeah, it's for babies a lot around here. Uh, definitely. All right. So next in human optimization from studyfinds.org, laughing gas can quickly relieve symptoms in people with hard-to-treat depression. Pretty cool innovation. Talk about, like, shit that's been kept away from people because of the drug war. Nitrous. Nitrous. It's, it's nitrous. like, and it's. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this news. It's 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 harmless. Yeah, I, I've never heard of anybody. No one goes this is, to this is like you put in a balloon and you pass it out at concerts, like with a tank. Like, makes your voice funny and it's you get like a weird like buzz zone out and you might like, get lightheaded and pass out for a minute, but like like a low blood sugar thing, just a real whoop whoop. And yeah, there's there's no harm. Is is it an oxygen deprivation thing? Like you're because okay. you're, you're you're inhaling an inert gas. You're not like taking it on as poison. It's just blocking oxygen uptake for a few moments, something like that. Something like that. Because um, I, it, yeah, it's like the pass out game. Anyway, testing doses. And let's see how they did this. Researchers carried out a clinical trial involving 24 patients who received three sessions of laughing gas treatments, one month apart. The patients inhaled NOS for an hour, not the energy drink. But with different concentrations of nitrous oxide and oxygen each time. During the first session, patients breathed in a gas with an even mixture of 50-50 oxygen-nitrous. 
Uh, and then they reduced nitrous to 25%. Finally, the team gave patients a placebo with 100% oxygen. That's not a placebo. Oxygen. It's an air. 100% oxygen. Is not, I guess if it's if it's just a trickle into a mask or something. Now. Womp, 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 womp. That's, that's the name of the band playing at the vaccine concert. Womp, 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 womp. That is? That's, that's a song title. <laughs> that's the name I of the concert. Today. All right, no, it's, my, it's my, my <laughs> All right. Um, do you try the jetpack? It's super slow, but no, nothing else is on it right now. Um, so both the 25 and 50, 50. Oh, we have a super chat from Ann. Don't forget to like and share this post. The only show that doesn't require a vax or mask. Yay. All right, thank you, Ant. So both the 25% and 50-50 mixtures improved depression in 17 of the participants. That's up 24. Researchers also discovered the benefits lasted, lasted longer after breathing in the more potent nitrous mixture. However, the 25% resulted in fewer negative side effects, such as nausea, vomiting, and headaches. So this is this is different. I think this is like with a mask. Like when we say like with the treatment, it's funny they don't really describe the um the method of administration except here at the end they say laughing gas is a common tool dentists and surgeons use as a sedative however more people are increasingly using it as a recreational drug inhaling it through balloons in the united states nitrous oxide is legal to possess but the fda regulates its use and this is a, so so this is a weird thing with nitrous as like a mild drug that's extremely safe but it's not fun enough to like really be worth like i what i want to do here is i want to buy a tank like i've, I've been at parties where someone had a tank a little nozzle on it a little plastic nozzle attached to it and you put a balloon i fill a balloon and you just anytime you just, just uh, fill and we just have that here and it's a few hundred dollars and it should it should be like 50 bucks to get a tank full of nitrous right like we're like, talking about like a big tank so I, but I saw someone buy one that was like four hundred dollars. It's like a scuba tank size tank, huh. and uh, they had to go food supply yeah. because it's it's for for making whipped cream. Like the little you ones you the buy, but yeah. those are like it's it's very limited. It's very impractical, and for people who would want who who are dry, I think of like cannabis. Remember for a while I said, well, cannabis uh, kids uh, trends with schizophrenia, and it's like. Maybe like Maybe. oh no no they were saying kids who, who smoke pot were more likely to grow up and have schizophrenia and it was true statistically like around the margins and it was really barely if, if significant at all uh classical music you can experiment with this discovery by purchasing whipped cream at a local grocery yeah. store sort but that's so inefficient no and and and, and at the end, then look up how people make whipped cream at home <laughs> there so but my point is like with the cartridges like as I've done this we we've had them here you go buy these. It's sex shops, and they say for food processing use only. Well, there's a, like a, a picture of a porn star on it, and you're like, because right. <laughs> um, a lot of people do this for sex too. People enjoy getting nitrous high with sex, and it, it's either it's not like it's some great crazy thing, but I imagine if there's a therapeutic benefit, now you've kept people from experimenting with this. Oh, to the, the schizophrenia and cannabis thing. I think a lot of people are drawn to cannabis as a self-treatment thing because it benefits them, 
right? Without knowing it. And, and I think a lot of the pre-schizophrenic kids smoking pot are probably going, ah, I've got some weird anxiety, on. something bugging the back of my head and pot is soothing it or helping it, or at least making me feel better. And I wonder if like, people are less likely to develop schizophrenia if they have access to pot. I would bet that was the case. Uh, classical music on YouTube again, if you are tripping on some L and hit a balloon, you blast off like DMT. Oh, oh stacking drugs. That's yeah, yeah. Doing, doing nitrous while on psychedelics. Ah, uh, so many fun experiments to saying. conduct here. Yeah, so, but what I'm, what I'm thinking here is that the, they're it's it's like when with a dentist it's they use it to for sedation and it's it's a longer slower drip right when you're doing it in a balloon it's pure nitrous the whole time it's on here they're talking 50 50 50 25 mm -hmm. you know so it's got to be some other mean they're not handing you a balloon and be like you feel better now <laughs> it's like, yeah i'm less i got a balloon I'm less depressed. <laughs> uh, another super chat all right <laughs> coming back up again thank you Ant. Um, in the United States, nitrous oxide is legal to possess, but the FDA regulates its use. Additionally, many states have their own laws which further regulate its sale and use. And so, I I was told when you go buy them at at a food place, like you have to sign to say that it's like so. Yeah. There, you're on the record, and then like it's weird. It's it's this weird controlled thing. And I just wonder if there was if there's some other therapeutic benefit that we're being robbed of. And now we're maybe now it's like we're just discovering this, whereas we might have been like, if you let people fuck around with drugs, doctors are going to fuck around with drugs, and eventually they're going to figure out better, healthier ways for us to do drugs. If you stop the doctor, stop everybody, even the doctors can't do it. Um, but now they're finally able to kind of come out in the open and be like, yeah, we should look at this for depression. Pretty cool. Ketamine, Same another way. anesthetic, has also been approved for treating depression by the FDA finally because they had to. Um, Conway study author here concludes quote one potential advantage to nitrous compared with ketamine is that because it's a volatile gas it's anesthetic anesthetic effects subside very quickly it's similar to what happens in a dentist so some people drive themselves home after getting a tooth filled pulled after treatment with ketamine patients need to be observed for two hours following treatment make sure they are okay and then they have to get someone else to drive them um, it kind of makes sense because ketamine is disassociative too yeah um, I don't like nitrous in my car <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> yeah, not that, no, not that kind of nitrous either, but the, uh, opportunity here, um, to be able to have the effect of chemical physical interventions, like, um, to have a better effect than ketamine with something less invasive, like nitrous, that's a really exciting possibility to have the therapeutic benefits, maybe even of mushrooms. With just nitrous. Shit. I mean, it could be that nitrous makes mushrooms obsolete. Nitrous makes DMT. Like, because at some point, D. Vincent W., that's why Oxygen Master Rob, there's flight trouble on an airline. It relaxes you. Tyler Durden was right. <laughs> I am free in all the ways that you are not. <laughs> so, who knows what other drug interventions might make some of the bad or burdensome drugs make, make them look make them just not bad but make them obsolete like i'm i'm kind of down on the overhead cost 
of ayahuasca, right? That, that you do have to prepare your body for a day. You really have to spend a whole day on the experience and not a lot of it is just logistics and setup and getting comfortable in an environment and getting into it. It's not enjoying the height of the high or even any sort of useful meditative state. And then you have to ha be ready for a day of recovery, which, I, which is for some people generally unpleasant. So if you can do it and, and, and psilocybin, uh, mushrooms, not super easy either. I mean, I, I have to at least, I, and I want to get better at doing mushrooms, but, but if nitrous, it's when you when you look at the, the, the clinical and it's studying, so what's the benefit of doing mushrooms for depression, right? And you go, well, what's the benefit of doing nitrous for depression? And if they're the same, you go, sorry, mushrooms, this is just for fun now. <laughs> like this is kind of obsolete and we figure out how to have the most fun with it. But um, Tyler Durden, uh, all the ways you wish you could be, that's me. I look like you want to look. I fuck like you want to fuck. I am smart, capable, and most importantly, I am free in all the ways that you are not. My Florida life, I tried the nitrous when my wife was in labor. It was weird. They gave your wife nitrous. Is this Joey woman? Is this a thing? No. no nitrous see, for labor? Unfortunately, they do give you fentanyl when you're in labor. That is. But nitrous would have been a lot better, uh, better choice, I think. I and really that. safe too. I mean, you have your baby and deeper. stop doing the nitrous, and you come back almost instantly, right? I mean, it's like. Did you I'm, just like steal my Florida? Like, yeah. did you just like see the nitrous tank, and you were like, "Yeah, nobody's in here." Hey, she's asleep. She's not going to notice if I if I take her medicine. Well, Couldn't well, feel well, my well. face, or kind of felt like my face would fall off. Felt like my mind was leaving my body. This is serious. It's a fun disassociative experience. Yeah. I guess that's the, uh, the the drip effect of the mask, which is a whole other thing, a way of administering it compared to like a balloon or uh, a little oh, shooter exactly. or the because yeah. the, 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 the canisters and I'll, this is all government regulation to keep you from getting a real nitrous high. I mean, you have to crack like two or three of them into a balloon to get what I would use as a, I remember like a, a full balloon off a tank. You go, all right, I'm gonna, now I'm going to take this balloon. I'm going to sit on the couch for 30 minutes. I'm going to enjoy this balloon. Whereas like the cracker ones, you're like, oh, 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 did I get enough to get a buzz? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like, eh. I remember the guys at the festivals with the <clears throat> big oxygen tanks, like the big five oh, yeah. that were filled with <coughs> nitrous, just five bucks a balloon. balloons. Yeah. Big balloons, three times the size of your head. That's what we should do for money. Good times. Is that <laughs> nitrous balloons? Is that, can you get arrested for that now? Probably. Um, my Florida time. life again. Ayahuasca is the shiz. It is great for me because I go for a whole weekend. And it's great to get away from everything. To just go do that in a safe place and not have to worry about my kids. Okay, so for that, see, but you're enjoying the ceremony of it that is built around what I would describe as the overhead of it. And that's fine. But if you're saying... You just know why you're doing it. And I love your answer there. It's like, if you enjoy that and you, you have access to ayahuasca weekends, <laughs> like on a regular basis. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Right. But if, if the point is to get away, maybe not make it about the ayahuasca, maybe have a weekend of getaway of self-guided meditation or of experimenting with nitrous and mushrooms or smoking DMT rather than making, you know, dealing with that, that overhead with the ayahuasca. Again, knowing why you're doing it, having a purpose-driven life is going to help you figure out those questions. APnews.com, 
Another great news in human optimization, law enforcement struggles to recruit since killing of Floyd. Oh, it's... Gruesome, but great news. Isn't that great? Isn't that awesome? Nobody wants to be a cop anymore. Woo! We're doing good. The paradigm is shifting towards justice, people. Law enforcement agencies across the country experienced a wave of retirements and departures and are struggling to recruit the next generation of police officers in the years since George Floyd was killed. And, and that's kind of um, an arbitrary mark in terms of the larger trend, but not in the psychological effect and the immediate uptick in or, or downtick, I guess you would say, excuse me, in terms of uh, applications. I wonder if they're going to have to start having, like, police recruiters go out, like, military recruiters, right? <clears throat> hey, do you want to be a cop, but you want to do it somewhere else in the world where you're more likely to get killed? Why don't you join the Army? <laughs> no, I guess they, they haven't had to recruit for police the same way, with the same hard drive. And you notice when that happens, and, and, and in the last few years, I think I have noticed it creeping up. Joey, I don't know if you can comment on this, but, like, I'm pretty sure in Las Vegas, when we drove to Vegas last, we saw a billboard for law enforcement recruitment. Yeah. Clark County Sheriff's, maybe. I see them on the Facebook ads all the time. Well, Facebook, it's targeted. Totally. To, uh, like, to me? Hey, Jamie, you... do you want to you join the law enforcement? No. Would you like to infiltrate the government? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, no. So. <clears throat> Mass, so was it, what were the numbers? The rate of retirements in some departments rose 45% compared with the previous year. So another huge side of this is cops just going, mm, I'll retire a little bit early. You know, grandkids are here. Streets are a little more dangerous. They don't even have to consciously articulate, yeah, and I don't really want to be a cop anymore because it's people don't look at it this way. I don't get smoke blown up my ass anymore. It's not as respectable. Like, it's more dangerous. It's more looked down on. Mm, I'll, nah. And it, you can't hide that from the numbers. 45% compared to the previous year, retirements up in some departments in the United States. That's crazy. According to new research on nearly 200 law enforcement agencies, uh, at the same time, hiring slowed by 5%. So, Actual hiring slowed by 45%, retirement up as much as 45%. What does that do to actual force numbers? Th that means there is a squeeze. They are coming down, but they're also offering retention bonuses. That's how it worked in the military. That's how it works. I, yeah, I bet money. That's how it works in police departments. There are signing bonus incentives, and they're having to lower their standards. So... What else do we have for, uh... oh, so um, Atlanta Police Chief Ronnie Bryant said about this, quote, days of old, you wanted someone who actually had the strength to be more physical, <laughs> today's police officers. That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for someone who can actually relate to the community, but also think like the community thinks, because they're going to use guns anyway. Hair of the dog on YouTube, they'll be distributing guns and badges for those taking the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah um, hey, you can be cop. You're vaccinated. You're so qualified. Yeah. Yeah, that's Take a good idea. Watch this two-hour like, training video. Do you like submitting to authority go. and helping other people submit to authority against their will? <clears throat> All right. Um, let's see. Some cops left the force, which currently has... Okay, so this is... Uh, 
about Brian's department specifically. Where's where's Bryant? Um, Atlanta police chief said that uh, in this department, about 1560, 1,560 officers, about 63% of the force is black, 29% white, 5% Latino. Then came the blue flu when a high number of officers called out sick in protest. Yeah, we are the thin blue line protecting you between the uh, protecting civilization from chaos, but you know. If we feel like protesting, we would we just sit it out. Um, we do it for a good reason, but well, no, I, I think if you're if you're a cop and you understand, because no, you're you're giving up the pretense of the importance of your job. So I support cops protesting as much as oh, possible, right. um, unless you're guarding Jeffrey Epstein in jail or something. <laughs> um, oh wait, how did that end again? Uh, despite those efforts, the force now stands about 3,100 officers down from more than 3,300 in 2015. A loss that it, this is Atlanta. I'm sorry, and a, a loss at a time when the city's population has grown to more than 1.3 million. The forces, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'm just trying to look for if we have other numbers on perspective on this, and uh, we we don't really, uh, except for this one example where in. Um, Los Angeles, more than half of the recruits of a batch of 48 were women. So that's, I mean, that's probably a positive trend, but uh, overall, <clears throat> very positive trend. And I'm, I got, this is such great news. I got to smoke some weed about it. This is like serious, like, you know, the, 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 the squeezing of law enforcement like this inevitably results in prioritization of enforcement. And oh, Cannabis, low priority. We we don't enforce that anymore. That's a thing in a lot of places already, Why? even where it's still on the books illegal. There's only like four states left that haven't enacted some sort of law. Really, four. There's only four. Four. What? Kentucky, Texas, Nebraska, Oklahoma. South Carolina. It's a pretty good guess off the top of my head, though, huh? <laughs> Research. <clears throat> but when you say no law, yeah, let's let's look at. Should we look at the U.S. cannabis prohibition map? Yeah. So this is actually kind of worth knowing. Um, but hey, get to some comments. Do, do we have any comments there? Or are you able to get into comments? I or? am not able to get into comments. My, my All right, so is not Ed. Do things with the stuff today. Or Marilyn today. Manson and the COVID kids. Uh, is Marilyn, how's Marilyn Manson been? I, I mean, Marilyn Manson. Because the, the COVID is a good litmus test. Right, for how you relate to authority and science and truth. Um, someone wanted if Marilyn Manson went went authoritarian on COVID. I mean, I'll probably slit my wrists and put on some black makeup and protest. Okay, not necessarily in that order. I think you have to put the makeup on before. I, I don't know how to be goth or emo, but I'll figure it out. It can't be that hard. Um, the United States of weed. Here's where legalization stands state by state, according to RollingStone.com. Alabama, all THC illegal. Let's see how many are all THC Wait, illegal. So South Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, Kansas, Wyoming, Idaho. Okay, so six. We've only got six states left that don't have some sort of some sort of law in place. I'm looking for, I'm scanning this list as quickly as I can for THC illegal. 
Nebraska. Yes. Wait. No, Nebraska. It says THC is illegal in Nebraska. It says decriminalized, though. So they've made some laws. So, okay, so you're saying there's steps. some significance there. Which map are we looking at here? Hey, Ant joining again for a $10 super chat. I'd like to take the time just to remind everyone Epstein did not kill himself and Bill did not have sexual relations with that woman. Nor <laughs> <laughs> did he inhale. Yeah, well said. Well said. Um, but yeah, we're down, we're down to a handful of states that you can say are prohibition territory one way or another. Like, is lead, is we, is lead legal? Is, is weed legal in the United States? Uh, mostly. Kentucky, which we think of as prohibition, CBD medically legal. That's pretty fucking limited. Yeah. CBD, med that, so you're on that list. What were the other ones? You said I North sent, Carolina? Actually, I sent the link I'm looking at to oh, okay. you and to Jim. If you oh, 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 on Telegram. Ooh, ooh on Telegram. Yeah. Did you send it to the public chat as well? Because that's it where it should go. Yeah. So, no, no, the, the public, public one, t.me slash Anna versus the man, where anybody can keep up with our show notes. Oh, there's also and, and a pretty, even live during the show now. Pretty hilarious Foo Fighters. Dude. Yeah, yeah, well, them singing in the comments, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's, it's making the Foo Fighters look cute. Let's not air that. Okay, so on your map, you've got six gray states. That's great. They're gray. Like the gray state. But oh, the black ones are fully legal, right? Yeah. So it's, it's going gray to various shades of green to like super dark. The light green, green. is just like deep critical. Uh, yeah. So even Texas, Texas isn't that bad. So it's <clears throat> Idaho, Wyoming, and what is what was that other one? Uh, oh, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, fuck you, Kansas. I, I can't recognize you, you on the map. You're mean. you're a really boring rectangle. Uh, Tennessee, and then Alabama, and South Carolina. But here it says Kentucky. See, mixed. So, so I would put Kentucky on the list of prohibition territory now. Me too. It says legal status. So according to this map, it says legal status is mixed. And then for medicinal, CBD oil only Which is and legal. decriminalized. No, fuck you. That's a prohibition state. Yeah. You know, so let's look at like, see, the other light one here is Nebraska. Fully illegal, but decrim. You go, uh, yeah. is that prohibition? That's still prohibition territory. Oh. If decrim is, we give you a ticket, we give you three tickets, and you're fucked, you mm -hmm. know? Jay Steele, 89 for $6.69 on YouTube. I've been watching you since 2008-ish, even came and saw you in Stefan Molyneux in New York. Thank you for your service, brother. Amen. I will take it like that. Thank you. Um, and then, like, DC, let's see, what are, what are they like? Indiana mixed CBD oil only and decriminalized. No, uh, uh, but I would say, yeah, North Carolina fully illegal. No, but decriminalized. Like, if it's you know, what is decriminalized, but it's illegal everywhere. I mean, the thing is, even in, in, in some of those, it's going to vary because of actual policy enforcement, like Joey pointed out, that for a lot of them, it's like, well. You know, or we can get you if we feel like it, but if, if cops can't get away with their departments just going out and busting people for plot as, as part of their main gig. So congratulations, America. We have turned this point. This is very good news. And we'll celebrate it every Friday. And this would be about time, wouldn't it, Producer Jim, for a little musical interlude? Every day, wake up, 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 wake up,
Yeah, we're scared to buy these ones. <laughs> Do the dad dance. All right. We got a lot more good news headlines, though, we're going to get through now in the second hour of the show. From USA Today, this is another one of you guys. Is this really good news? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this one quick, and you can think about it and let me know what you think. Maybe we'll come back to this with our COVID block Monday because this will relate to a uh, little more newsy, not so good news, housing market, cooling, inflation kind of headlines. But USA Today has this headline. Nearly two-thirds of millennials have homebuyer regrets, new survey says. Why is this good news? Because, the, no, 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 it is. This is, this is, because the People alternative, no, yeah, but the, exactly, they're recognizing, recognizing that there's a negative impact. Okay, so you've been tricked, right? It's like that Jerry Reed song, The Bird. You know, you got a bird who can sing, I'm going to buy it and make a ton of money. Then he buys it and the bird flies off. Yeah. Right? You know, you don't realize you've been ripped off. And for, you got the bird in here, you sing, I'm going to make a ton of money. And then the bird sit, sings on the road again as it flies away. You know, wait a second. And for a second there, you're in denial. Right? And you think about the bird. You're going to come back. Right? You're angry at the house. Because you know what it is for millennials? A lot of the regret is just on maintenance. Maintenance costs. Okay. And there's there's a huge uh, I, I, so looking at this as a libertarian, and by the way, Adam ruins everything. The the YouTube series, you know, um, I think it's, it was a True TV series. Um, Adam Callahan, it's, a different, it's not me. It's another Adam. Um, I should know because he's great series. I love how he does. It. I want to do Adam ruins government, but he ruins home buying. And shows how it's it's generally a scam and people get like, you know, should you buy a, a house? Generally speaking, no. And th there's a... a it, Conover. So, Conover. Thank you, Adam Conover. Adam ruins everything. I was close. Callahan Conover. who's a, who's a Nordic, British-ish, whatever, C name. Uh, yeah. Adam Conover, Adam ruins everything. And... So when I when I step back with the libertarian knowledge of banking and finance and an understanding of monetary policy, because we have had such a bias towards borrowed money as opposed to saving money because of the nature of central banks and fiat currencies, there's an incentive created to pump out loans. Now, what objects, what things are the best things to loan money for? Like if you're the if you're a bank, your long-term financial interest, you want to loan money to somebody. To something that you can't lose with, right? Real estate can't be stolen. Pretty hard to destroy. You can devalue it, certainly. Value can fluctuate a lot, but that's how they suck people in. Oh, you're going to buy a house. You're going to make money. You're going to build wealth. You're going to get rich over the years. No, you're going to fucking work for the bank is what you're going to do. You're going to be a sucker, right? And getting those loans. And what's the other thing? What's the other big thing for loans? People make a lot of money on cars, right? And by some estimates, the auto industry, you know, there's, there's more money in selling financing than in actually selling the cars themselves. And uh, it's because cars, it, it's interesting because cars, hard to steal, especially in the modern era, license plates and VIN numbers. I mean, you can, you can do it, but it, it, you got to have a shop. If you're doing it in any kind of significant way, it's pretty hard. It's hard. It's hard to steal cars. It's significant effort. It's, it, 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 they, they've significantly disincentivized 
mass like stealing cars in the modern era it's just it's not really it's not a thing people get cars stolen for joy rides right. or to get trashed or occasionally with small scale rackets in big cities to get parted out where you can sell parts and not get caught but even that you get if you anybody who's doing that kind of regulator scale you get caught you get busted and you should you know if you're vandalizing or criminal you know taking stealing from individuals um and, and making people's lives more difficult but the, the whole idea that we're still stuck in this paradigm even of, uh, you know, internal combustion engines running on fossil fuels, spinning rubber wheels down paved surfaces is fucking insane. And it's a product of the overfinancing of the industry leading to entrenchment and lack of innovation. And with housing, most people, I can explain that to you. Okay, that makes sense. Well, with housing, you know, it is conventional stick frame two by four housing with Pink styrofoam insulation, pink foam insulation, uh, <clears throat> processed drywall, gypsum board, siding, things like that, roofing. And this what this building is, is a prefab shed. And I don't support this as a, a mainstream housing solution. It should be a lot more thermal mass. And especially now with lumber prices skyrocketing, this is going to be thermal mass, hemp blocks we covered this a few days ago like the lumber prices soar we heard this in the economics block the on tuesday hemp blocks hempcrete even mushroom blocks is there nothing they can't do look at that nature knows um, huh. so when i see this nearly two and i think about my family members who have bought houses even and you know a lot of people in this generation going like ah, buying a house I'll, I'll be a nomad or i'll be a renter and it's like being a renter is worse in this system, being a renter, that uh, could be Short not necessarily not necessarily uh, worse. Um, if you but renters are often encouraged to scale down, and then when you buy a house, you're gonna scale up and you know buy your dream. And it's like because because the bank pays for it. No, Ed Vallejo, Inside Info, Realtors I know are advising to wait two or three months before buying because evictions are gonna begin soon, and the market will be glutted, driving down prices. Ed, thank you for contributing that practical insight. Um, yeah, and it is a really interesting time to invest uh, in in real estate. And I guess you could say I'm I'm making my own little play here. Um, and and I'll I'll talk about it when it's done. It's still pending, and there's you know other you know, the sellers involved. I don't want to you know spotlight them in any way. But um, with the evictions coming, there are going to be some interesting opportunities. But it makes me think, you know, like out here rurally. Uh, real estate hasn't really been affected much. Right. W what's been affected is where you have Babylonians uh, renting houses to each other or duplexes or apartments. And there have been evictions and problems with the forced unemployment crisis. Because like, the weird thing I don't understand is that like you can get a mortgage on a house and like just not pay it for a few years and then it'll kick you out. Yeah. You just, you're behind on your, like you can just be behind on your mortgage like just and there's penalties and there's like huh they just let you think it and there's penalties and fees and then you and, and then, then you owe them more and they, they still own the house they want it to happen because it's closer to them being able to either take the house or make more money from you in the long term right yeah um it, it's like the you know you overdrafted your debit account by 50 cents and we're gonna charge you 15 dollars oh and then you did it again on three auto charges each one of those is gonna cost you 15 dollars they too. decline it when you're uh, negative this, but not before <laughs> surprise surprise the system is not set up for your benefit and with the housing market it really is important to be aware of how these dynamics 
relate to your individual's decisions so you don't end up in this nearly two-thirds of millennials have home buyer regrets new survey said and uh a, a big part of it is stick frame construction being subsidized and there's a part of like thermal mass construction being a lot more build it yourself a lot more community-based a lot longer builds and a lot more sustainable build it's not just like show up put down a concrete footer, pour slabs and erect a stick frame, slap on drywall, insulation, siding, put on a roof, trusses, you know, and, and you've got a house. It's, it's, it's a little more deliberate than that. But if, if American ingenuity, especially in colder climates, had been around more stone houses, adobe houses, now in high tech with packed earth, compressed earth as an option, not even high tech, but just a little bit of, you know, mechanical technique right. being applied properly. Um, better chemicals though in plaster to contain uh, earth mass. A, a, a lot of things like that. It is, why are we still doing stick frame houses? And at, at the rate we are and the scale we are, it's, it's really uh, more offensive than the auto industry killing the electric car when you understand the scale and the scope of it. And this is, this is the, that libertarian curse of like, I see the matrix behind everything. But in this case, that allows me to see the good news in this, that the, the millennial generation is at least waking up to the level of, yeah, I kind of regret this decision. Uh, as a, Like they're getting over the illusion of it. They go, whoa, wait, wait, wait. This isn't an exercise bike. This is a, this, this is a hamster wheel. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> huh. Hmm. How do I get off this thing is the next question. Ray and Cap, just live on your tax-free Indian reservation, people. Duh. Duh. Yeah, there yeah, plenty of ways to uh, engineer your life. Now, I figured out from now on, when anybody ever asks me, hey, what city do you live in? The answer is, is that a trick question? Real libertarians don't live in cities. But I, I see this title from CNBC.com. These are the world's most livable cities in 2021. And... Number one is actually Auckland, New Zealand, and then Osaka, Japan, Adelaide, Australia, Wellington, New Zealand, Tokyo, Japan, Perth, Australia, Zurich, Switzerland, Geneva, Switzerland, Melbourne, Australia, Bill, Bill, Brisbane, Australia. How many of those uh, cities are in the United States? Yeah, mm, mm, uh, mm, yeah. Greatest country in the world. Mm, yeah. Uh, the highest in America, I think, was the Hawaiian capital of Honolulu, biggest gainer on the index, moving up 46 places to finish 14. Okay. But you know what? This is this is Babylon tricking you back in. Oh, our city is the nicest. Move here. There's no market manipulation involved. Get out of the cities, people. It's like. Hey, of all the shitholes where we've created artificial economic incentives to force people to live closer than they would naturally otherwise, this one is the least shitty. Come to our countryside. You'll be happier. Okay. Anthony Ralston, this just in Foo Fighters Dave Grohl found with a parent self-inflicted blood clot wounds to the head. <laughs> APnews.com in El Salvador's Bitcoin Beach, a glimpse of crypto economy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after El Salvador's Congress made the Bitcoin legal tender this week, eyes turned to this rural fishing village on the Pacific coast. Known to servers for its pounding waves, El Zonte has had the cryptocurrency in its economy for the past year. Some 500 fishing and farming families use Bitcoin to buy groceries, pay utilities, something the government envisions for the country at large. 
Bitcoin already was legal to use in El Salvador, but its acceptance was voluntary. So the legislation passed late Tuesday now requires all businesses, except those without the technology, to accept payment in Bitcoin. I hope they don't actually force it on people, but it's it's like if you're forced if corporations, like if you have to accept El Salvadoran currency, you also have to accept Bitcoin. I'm okay with that. Speaking of cities as technology and innovation, goodnewsnetwork.org to respond to rising sea levels, the Maldives is building a floating city. Late 19. So yeah, anyway, just a cool idea. You know, you get show, show the picture, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I don't know, like you were gonna live on the ocean. See, that's pretty cool there. See, it's, it's, it's a city, but it's like, it's pretty small, a community. It's like, it'd be, it'd be from the overhead picture. It's not like a massive sprawling thing. It's not like high rises. It's not even like Venice. It's, it's like small town on the water. That's pretty cool. All right, to space, space.com, actually. Uh, hello, Ganymede. I read that right, Ganymede. NASA's Juno makes closest visit to Jupiter's largest moon since 2000. Scientists are hoping for five photos plus plenty of precious data. Yeah, the most five most expensive photographs in human history, perhaps. CNBC.com, Jeff Bezos will fly on the first passenger space flight of his company, Blue Origin, in July. Blue Origin plans to launch the mission on July 20, the 52nd anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Bezos' brother will join him, as will the winner of an auction being held for one of the seats. Hmm. Now, the follow-up story to this from thesun.com, the U.S. Sun, of course. They have to make fun of this first. Prime member, Amazon billionaire Jeff Bezos' space mission ridiculed after people liking Blue Origin rocket to a giant penis. And the story goes on, like they're making fun of him. And it's like they're, they're trying to like take him down. And it's like, ha, 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 you have such a large penis. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, yeah. Keep talking about it. <laughs> cool. Uh, the sun also has this space race. Virgin Galactic's Richard Branson plots trip to space next month, weeks before Jeff Bezos flies on Blue Origin oh. rocket, possibly sneaking in right before him. It could be a battle of the billionaires to see who can launch themselves into space first, as Richard Branson could be Jeff Bezos. They're not setting up Space Race 2.0 or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Stage. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. We are on to understanding history. Or what did, what did I call the segment today? And I, I like that. Uh, oh, I, I just called it history. History. The cutting edge of history. Sure. Why not? Uh, good news in history? No. But uh, I, I like that a few of these stories are kind of coming up in part of our, our Good News Friday routine. From Fizz. Phys.org, phys.org, candle box from 500 years ago, found in melting glacier in Norway. Yeah. 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 A team of arche- Wait, should I say? Y'all. For sure. Is that, is, that, is that a little more Norwegian? As long as I'm doing stupid accents today. <laughs> that was like Norwegian Russian almost. Okay. Uh, candle box from 500 years ago. Yeah, found in melting glacier. A team of archaeologists with the Glacier Archaeology Program in Inlandet have discovered a candle box in the Lendbreen Glacier, Norway's Heimen. That's not, you know, you're your Heimen and then you have your Behindman. Uh, no, that's it's Breheimen National Park. The team has been posting its findings on their Facebook page. The find was one of hundreds the team has reported as they scour the edges of the melting glacier. 
Prior to finding the candle box, the team found objects such as spears, horse snowshoes, walking sticks, dog leashes, mittens, and in one case, the remains of a pet dog. Some of the items have been dated as far back as a thousand years ago. The candle box drew attention right away because at first discovery it was not known what was inside. Opening and testing showed it to hold a beeswax candle and that it was from a time between 1475 and 1635, making it between 386 and 546 years old. Unnecessarily precise. Mm -hmm. uh, the box was constructed from pine wood. Candle boxes were common in the area during that time. Farmers would drive their cattle to summer pasture. A practice called Setterbrook through the Lendbreen Pass down to where food for the livestock was more plentiful. From spring to fall, the farmer and his wife would live in their summer pasture home. The farmer, or a hand, would tend to the livestock and his wife would make dairy products. At night, their sole source of light would be from a candle made of beeswax. The candles were expensive, so were cared for as a precious commodity. A single candle would be placed in a box to protect it from the elements during travel, which could have been on horseback in some case, cases and in other cases on foot. And, and this is, you can see in the picture here, there's like, it, you can tell what it was used for. The archaeologists describe the candle box as being in excellent condition, having been preserved in the ice for hundreds of years. Its lid was still firmly in place, and once opened, the beeswax and wick appeared ready for use. Cool. Like a time capsule in a glacier. Very cool. It is not known how the candle box and its contents wound up in the glacier, but it appears likely something interrupted one couple's set of book, leaving their belongings to be buried in the snow. Falling on a glacier. Huh. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Also, in cutting edge of history, Daily Beast covering this. King Herod's 2,000 year old basilica uncovered. Subtitle Holy Moly. Uh -huh. Really, Tracy, Bill, Tracy Connor? Uh -huh. You couldn't come up with anything better than that. Holy, okay. Holy moly. moly. But yeah, 2,000 year old basilica. Pretty cool news. Archaeologists have unearthed King Herod's Basilica in Israel's Ashkelon National Park, and cracks found in the marble floor indicate the building was destroyed in an earthquake in 363 AD. According to Art News, the 2,000-year-old structure had a huge main hall that would have been used for religious ceremonies, but also for social and business events. Herod, who is portrayed in the Bible as a ruthless tyrant who tried to kill the baby Jesus by ordering the death of all children under the age of two, served from 37 to 4 B.C. They still call that serving. Really, Tracy? The Israel Antiquities Authority says it plans to rebuild the basilica and the adjoining theater. I, I'm just thinking just in sort of the trends of good news. There are going to be a lot more stories like this. Remember, one of my sort of tech predictions is that we have we have sonar, we have drone, well, we cover metal detectors. It's like a hobby that's coming back. I would think Run. This is apparently some, you know meditative benefit of just walking with your head down and waving the stick back and forth across your path, and you know making a zigzag pattern or whatever, or just cutting a random line. But if you had a drone, you could send the drone with a metal detector, and when it would ping, you could have you could have it do plot that on a map, and then just go dig up points of interest. But then you could also have uh, sonar. And 
I'm not just making this shit up because we covered this. I think it was three weeks ago. Somewhere like in the Appalachians, they discovered a, a Native American city in ruins that, uh, and this was just by visual, it was in the, because in the air they could see the outline. And then they, they dug it and saw what yeah. it was. But imagine hi, really high-tech sonar mounted on drones. There's going to be an acceleration of this process scanning the entire Earth's surface. And we're just going to dig up so much cool shit. It's going to be like a new genre of something. They're doing it in <clears> South <throat> America. They're finding pyramids, like Mayan pyramids. They didn't even... Which is out of the jungle where they were covered in dirt and vines and covered stuff. Covered in vines, yeah, completely. Just They're finding so the thing. Part of it's just like mastering the map, filling, filling in the blanks on the map. We're finding pyramids. Another one here from goodnewsnetwork.org. I in between history and under and na understanding nature astounding fossil discovery in california after man looks closely at petrified tree and finds bones of great beasts one of the biggest california fossil discoveries ever made has been found to include the remains of ancient mastodon fish and other mammals in case of the fossilized remains of a petrified forest they were discovered by a local government ranger in the Mokolumni River watersheds east, southeast of Sacramento and are now making headlines around the world with paleontology. Man, I, I love the Mokolumni River watershed. It is it is one of the Great. best Especially watersheds, this time of year. you know, west of the Mississippi, certainly. Uh, thought to be from the Miocene era of around 10 million years ago. Ranger Greg Franchick at the East Bay Municipal Utility District was in the area for work and he found the first fossilized tree half buried in the soil. I looked around the area further and I found a second tree and then a third and so on. After finding dozens of trees, I realized that what I was looking at was the remains of a petrified forest. After millions of years, forests and trees buried in the ground become petrified or turn to minerals, coming from the Greek word petra, which means stone. There are 19 petrified forests in the U.S., ranging in size from because when I was a kid, I didn't know if the forests were like scared. I kept thinking like they're petrified. Who keeps scared? Why are they? What is? Who do they have to? Be, they're dead. Like how? Why? What do they have to be afraid of? That's that's ridiculous. Why would you call them that? I was a very weird kid. Really? <clears throat> and then I figured out the the Greek. Then I studied Greek in high school, and I stopped being weird. Um, that's what yeah, yeah. Great beasts. Most charismatic of Franchick's great beasts, I love that they were let's talk about anthropomorphization, charismatic, was undoubtedly the complete skull of an American mastodon with, with all its teeth and magnificent tusks intact. The first discovery in the area since 1947, needing over four days of work and eight people to load it into a truck, the two-tusk mastodon roamed Earth more than 10 million years ago before becoming extinct during the Pleistocene, just 12,000 years ago. Yeah. A gomphother. Gomphother. G-O-M-P-H-O-T-H-E-R-E. So the last part of the word is there. There. So gomphother. Hey, gomphother. Uh, a shorter cousin of the Mastodon that sported four tusks, but that died out around six million years ago. Its massive draw required the assistance of a backhoe to heave it from the ground. Beyond this pair of tusked titans remains Mary Chippus. Mary Chippus. M-E-R-Y-C-H-I-P-P-U-S. Chip Pus. Mary Chip. Mary with one R. 
Chippus. Marichippus. The three-toed progenitor of the modern horse, papers, single hump camels and, camels and even rhinoceros were all discovered there as well. One of the most challenging excavations was a Miocene salmon species that judging by the skeleton, which was equipped with a mouthful of teeth, could reach 400 pounds. Cool. Both state and federal government protections for the area have kicked in since its discovery. Oh, well, that makes me feel so safe about this whole thing. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 this is one of those things like, yeah, it'd be a lot better if government didn't do, was involved, but it's really cool that it's happening one way or another and humanity is discovering this history. <laughs> Super cool. Next, goodnewsnetwork.org. Now we're into just nature sort of. Well, there's some like weird, we got cicadas on drugs too. Uh, uh, these homegrown, cicadas. yeah. These homegrown, do you want to remind people of the comment contest, Joey? We yeah. got 14 minutes left and 15 minutes 14 left in the show. 15 minutes left. I mean, 1054 is still in the lead with Death Jab for Cutie. Death, death, death Jab, jab for, for Cuties. Cutie. You don't like that one. I death, can see it's it in it's your Death face. Jab. No, no, I'm thinking. There's room for more. It would be death jab four. Is there another word that's Depeche, Uderma, Uderma. Yeah. Uderma was great, yeah. But uh, uh, but no, COVID ban. Like death jab for floozies, you know, change the last word. But what's like a substitute Floozy. for floozies there <laughs> that means like floozies mean something else. bootlickers. Death jabs for for what? Cooties. Cooties. That would actually <laughs> that would, that make the virus as being cooties. That would have worked better. Death jabs for cuties. See, I can't give it to them. It's like it was a half-baked entry. But there's like 10, 15 minutes. Let's get creative. So uh, who? What, what's, the, what's the COVID band headlining the uh, conformist, uh, obedient, submissive? And do we really want to call this stuff just pussy music? Is that pussy music? Pussy music. It's the pussy music. I guess no one no one has a better idea for it. So it is just the, 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 the new American pussy rock. Pussy rock. Yes. American Pussy Rock. Bands like Foo Fighters, you know. I had filet of Foo Fighters. It was pretty good. That yes. Was yes that was All right. Good news network.org. These homegrown mushroom hives could save Ireland's bees. An Irish designer is hoping to save her island's native bee species by creating special hives grown from mushrooms. Is there nothing they can't do? Placing on the world top 20 for the James Dyson Design Award for Sustainability. Now I'm like, what else did they, what else? James Dyson has been awarding, making awards for sustainability. I got, what else is he giving awards to and designs for sustainability? Yeah. What do you win? Design award. Yeah. What do you win? What do you win? Um, good question. You win an echo and the prototype hive called Econuok. Econuok is being designed specifically by Neom Damery for the Irish black bee, as well as to get more people involved in conservation. Plummeting bee populations in Ireland are not only the result of habitat loss or pesticide use, as is common elsewhere, but also because for years to come, the country imported bee populations from warmer climates that have a hard time surviving in the Irish weather. Okay, enough about that. The cool thing about this, I want to point out. And it's 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 not just conservation, right? It's stewardship. And I think about this here with um, the junipers and Juniper Wood Ranch, where we live, and the story of the trees. I just recounted to Ed again this morning about how the cattle ranchers decided that the junipers were invasive species because humans coming with cows 
are not as invasive as trees that have been here uh, five, six hundred years. You know, because it was play, it was just grasslands before that, and that would have been better for the cow. So let's bring it back to that. You know, um, that would be conservation. There's an invasive. No, this is the development of a forest, a massive increase in biomass and biodiversity that's happening naturally over hundreds of years. So uh, to call it, you know, it's not an invasive, but even then, an invasive species is like, well, a species that's more suited to the environment than the ones that are currently native and will now become the native species. You know, like, is this like at some point the, the false ideal of conserving everything at all costs, no matter what, you know, like some species need to go extinct. Like we should preserve the, bio, like the, the, the seeds we should take the, pictures the and, yeah, and, should... and have samples of genes and maybe preserve some frozen bodies. But like, if there's an animal going extinct, like if mother yeah, it we out, might decide to let. Or you know what? She's doing. Actually, for for animals going extinct, like the buffalo, well, that, that buffalo wouldn't be on the verge of extinction now, you know, without the intervention of the American westward expansion, obviously. But you see, buffalo do okay in captivity. So we have bison in captivity, and it's like, all right, that's that's what we've decided to do, uh, not conscientiously enough, but as stewardship when it comes to buffalo. We're sorry, Kill we're most almost- of them. Put the remainder in, in concentration we camps. We almost <laughs> you know, like, killed you here. Um, are, there, cage. are there any wild buffalo anywhere in America? There are in Colorado. Okay, there's some areas yeah. where there's some wild buffalo out there there's still. Wild buffalo. And there's a lot of buffalo farms that they're huge too. I mean, these when you say these these animals are cages, I they don't have freedom of movement, that's fair, but they have so much room. I they Yeah. Oh yeah, and a lot I mean, yeah, it's not Inhumane. I'm always kept in captivity. It's yeah. Not, yeah. So stewardship. I, I'm saying that, especially with the the profusion of of wealth, of logistical capacity and technology available to us. Hey, we like that. Hey, we like that. Hey, we like that. Let's be good stewards of that. Let's preserve that. Let there's going to be just like a blossoming of that and how humanity relates to our natural environment. And this is on top of my optimism of pollution no longer being a thing for a number of reasons, but we're going to innovate our way out of this one. We're going to run all of the air in the atmosphere through a giant filter eventually. You know, I know that that's kind of a silly overall thing, but there, there is already the tech. No, no, but there's already the technology to run air, polluted air through a machine that collects the pollution, turns it back into fossil fuel products like plastics. You know, argue with that? No, like Why that's fucking amazing. Like, yep. so not like, and then the tr- like the garbage islands in the ocean. Oh, we're gonna scoop them up and process them one way or another, turn them back into usable raw plastic yeah, material, or cool. burn them up in an environmentally friendly way, and like and mine Bitcoin with the energy. You know, that's what we're on the verge of. Anyway, goodnewsnetwork.org. Puppies are born ready to communicate with and understand humans. Oh, we know. Yeah, we yeah, know. and uh, we have puppies here. In uh, a bit of dreamland research, animal behaviors at the University of Arizona got to study how 375 golden and Labrador retriever puppies performed at human communication tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is this is like one of the one of the things that I've learned about relating to dogs is you know to to like the way that you talk to children best is with the intent of recognizing that they're an independent consciousness. I don't mean talking to them like an adult, maybe don't use crazy complex sentences and big words, but you talk to them 
like an adult in the sense that you relate to them like an adult. And I do the same thing with dogs. And the thing is that you, you similarly, they pick up on a lot of stuff. And if you talk over a kid's head a little bit, that's okay if you're talking as an adult because they're learning from that. And if you can encourage them to ask a question, well, this isn't a parenting class. But dogs, same thing. And I love when you, when you, when you, it, it, this was a gift that I got early on that I think most dog owners in America don't have get or have the opportunity and time with their, their, their pets to really enjoy. But when you start talking to them in, in complete sentences, you know, they, they, they have a limit in the number of words they can pick up. But as they're, even if they're picking out one or two words, you're giving them a sentence context. And I, like, I remember with, with Baloo, I mean, I would, hey, Baloo, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Hey, how you feeling, buddy? Hey, what do you want some of this? Hey, do you feel like, let's go play, you know? And he, maybe he only picks up the word play. But if I just say, play, play. he's going to know when someone's wrong. Say, hey, man, let's go play. He knows the difference, you know? And, and I think if you... I, 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 I'm really excited about Thelma and Louise and like raising them from relatively young and at least making the effort every single day. And I get up and I walk them out to go to the bathroom and I give them treats and they, they have that interaction with me and I walk and I talk with them at least a little bit every day, but even just having them around is so awesome and seeing them grow up just as a, as a member of this pack that we have here. So don't underestimate the puppies. Another one from goodnewsnetwork.org. New initiative will plant 18 million trees around Glasgow in urban forests. I go, wow, that's pie in the sky, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's 10 trees for every man, woman, and child in the Glasgow region as part of a new urban forest network. And when you put it that way, you go, not only is that a reasonable goal, that sounds like a really cool concept. Like if you're going to live in a city, you're getting 10 trees per person. Yeah, good rule. I like that. And you think about like how much a, a city spends on a person every year versus on trees. Like, it, it, it's not that much. I mean, if you're doing it on a mass scale with a tree spade, you're planting small or, or you know, relatively small trees uh, in, in an environment where they require no maintenance, right? They're just going to grow into monsters naturally over a couple decades. Ten trees per person? Fucking easy. Yeah. I mean, here I think about planting, like, because the, these, these slow-growing junipers, I want to get a tree spade where I could pick up, like, a, you know, a tree that's, maybe 7,500 years old, even well, 50, 75 years old, and it's like 10, 15 feet, and, and move it and then start watering it and watch it you know, blow up after that. Yeah. But I thought it was a really cool concept. Um, goodnewsnetwork.org, uh, contents, rage for the vaccine. <laughs> See, I that's like a that. more complete one, like playing on a band name. Rage, for those of you youngins, Rage Against the Machine was a very popular band. Um, what in the 90s and early aughts? Yeah, is that when they were big? Yeah, uh, Megadeth works on its own. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Okay. Um, five experiments proving invertebrates are much more aware than we think. Uh, Rage Against the Machines for the semester was like, fuck yeah, I'll, fuck you, I'll do what you tell me. Uh, it's, no, it was Rage. I mean, I know Rage semi sold out commercially, but I met Tom Morello with IVAW. I think they have enough street cred as anti establishment. They'd have to go significantly more. So did Rage, if Rage didn't do anything, I'm, they're still on the good, in my good, so I, on my good side. Yeah, I agree. But fuck yeah, I'll do it. You t if they if they go, if they go pro, if someone look this up. If they go pro authority on the vaccine, I'll call them out for it. Um, Goodnewsnetwork.org. Totally. Five experiments proving invertebrates are much more aware than we think. So it's got bees, ants, octopuses. Isn't it supposed to be octopi? octopi. It Did says octopuses, octopuses in the story. 
Wow. Spiders. Wow. So if you want to get, we don't have time, but phone them in the notes if you want to get into that. Um, finally, before we get to good news on the same history, ScienceNews.org and Joey pointed this out because I was reading something else that wasn't worth covering about the cicadas exploding all over the Northeast. And so this story is, uh, is about two years old. These fungi drug cicadas with psilocybin or amphetamine to make them mate nonstop. And I'm like, there are drugs that make you fuck nonstop. And I've done both of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but psilocybin, <clears throat> um, I don't know if it has the same aphrodisiacal effects in humans as it does with cicadas, but uh the, the methamphetamine, so and, and I didn't get the or. There was some weird language in this one that didn't quite make sense to me, where it's make uh, amphetamines or uh, or psilocybin. It's like the fungus gets into the bug and then goes, what kind of trip do you want today? <laughs> you know, um, it, it, or I, obviously it's not, it's, it's probably based on some chemical or biological mechanism. Um, and it's not that we don't understand. Is it psilocybin or meth? They're giving some drugs to these bugs, but it, and we're guessing it's one of these because we don't know. But no, they're actually getting it, obviously and chemically analyzing this. And the crazy thing is, it is it is the fungus does this, so the bugs spread the fungus, and so it it, it creates a chemical that gets them to fuck so much that they fuck until their bodies are literally disintegrated. Some crazy shit. I'm glad they didn't include pictures or video with this story they just have one picture of cicadas fucking with their bodies still intact mm -hmm. so with that um joey finally uh you want to you want to wrap us up with the uh, comment contest winner i mean i'm not on the comments unfortunately oh so i can't see them i can't rage for the vaccine I okay like rage ed, for the vaccine. Ed's on like... ed you've got a couple minutes to post some winners up let's while jim does it the producer notes foo Pfizer's. Okay, yes, do that. Uh, you can stay on with me while I do the notes. We'll make it quick. Te Telegram, public channel, we covered all the links today, but if you wanted to get more in-depth on one that he may have skimmed over, you can find it right there, t.me forward slash Adam versus Man's public Telegram channel, which whoever they pick for the winner here in the next 30 seconds is going to win access to the private producers <laughs> club. Uh, if you want to buy your way access, you can go find it at patreon.com forward slash Adam versus Man. To buy your access to the private producers club you'll also get 15 percent off free shipping on all the merchandise once that's ready cigarfederation.com is a great website for cigars you can use promo code adam10 to get 10 percent off your entire order instagram has at the garden of freedom is their handle they have all kinds of great pictures and videos the crypto six is a great website for the bitcoin church that was raided and gogreenenergyonline.com is the best website for do-it-yourselfers trying to get self-sustaining off-grid have a good weekend everybody all right what do we have for common contest winners ed you want to get some some uh at least honorable mentions up on screen here or joey just gonna pick one no i i like i like the passion for that oh hey ed's on screen ed you've got less than a minute hit it uh i'm i'm agreeable with whatever you say i like the foo Pfizers myself as for pulling it up on the screen they're already gone i can't pull it on the screen so they were early <laughs> scrambled today i like i like rage for the vaccine rage though. for the vaccine win. i guess we're just gonna start calling it pussy rock i mean i don't because pussy, pussy women aren't offended by using the term pussy because it's like Some dick are. but pussy is like that's pussy rock it's it's appropriate right 
we're more rock. The term pussy rock is more rock than the the than the pussy so rock cock itself. Rock's an actual right. term, so there's no reason pussy rock shouldn't be an actual term. All right. So for good news on this day in history from goodnewsnetwork.org. On the same 1742, Benjamin Franklin invented his Franklin circulating stove. On the same 2009, a Texas mother was struck by lightning while standing in her kitchen near a light fixture, but survived after three days in the hospital. And also, it was on this day, 35 years ago today, Ferris Bueller's day off hit the big screen. Life moves pretty fast. Mm -hmm. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other. Thank <laughs> you.